0: Welcome to the first installment of a new PEI series on the minds of millennials, where we'll be talking to millennials working in the industry about different personal and cultural topics and how they apply to private equity. I'm Mina Tumay
1: And I'm Evie Russman. According to a Lemonedge survey, 31% of professionals working in PE said high pressure could make them leave their current roles. In such a stressful industry as private equity, well-being and mental health initiatives are becoming more and more of a priority for companies and individuals.
0: In this episode, we'll be talking to Sam tidswill norrish Managing Director at Motive Partners, and Tanya Lucas, Investment Director at Shodas Capital, to discuss how well the industry is doing when it comes to addressing mental health and what steps need to be taken to advance the conversation.
1: Tidswell, Norrish and Lucas will also give insight into how they both personally handle high stress, offering advice to other professionals struggling.
0: Before Schroeder's Capital, Tanya Lucas started her career in investment banking. She currently sits in the software and tech side of the European investment team at Schroeder's Capital. Lucas is also part of the sustainability and impact team and leads the DNI agenda internally, which is why mental health is an important topic for her. She highlights that the fast paced deal chasing
2: environment of private equity often leads individuals to neglect their personal well being. In general, the private equity industry has been lacking a bit behind in really having a focus on mental well being. The industry is definitely high performing. We do deals often in these acquisition processes. It's an auction process, highly competitive, tight deadline, and you really just have to do the job if you want the investment. And uh, that, of course, can be stressful, especially in those periods where you just have to meet those very tight deadlines. I would say that it is something that is changing. Especially given that the past two years where people were extremely under pressure working from home, having to deal with family life on the side as well. So the industry has introduced flexible working that was almost unheard of before. And now people have the opportunity to, I mean, if you're anyway on the phone the whole day, it doesn't matter if you sit in the office or at home. And just having that opportunity makes it a lot easier for people to deal with.
1: Aside from Motive Partners,
2: Tidswell norrish is the chair of the board for
1: 2040, a not-for-profit membership organisation focused on a programme of connectivity, development, wellness and impact for young leaders. Unlike the widely assumed individualistic nature of private equity, he thinks of the industry as a collective where the actions of each individual influences the whole.
3: I've always been a big believer in opposing the concept that careers are an individual sport. Too many people, I think, think of their, their careers as in isolation, an island going through the next 30 years on their own. I believe that who you work with and and support those around you is critical to the culture of your own professional and personal environment and one that anyone can affect. There's a, a Zulu philosophy called Ubuntu that I've always liked. It technically means humanity, but it's it's kind of more commonly referred to as meaning I am because we are. And if you think about it, how can those around you help you unlock your potential? And in turn, how can those relationships help unlock your collective happiness? So I think, you know, if you're listening to this, the, the way to think about it today might be, how do your interactions with others affect how you feel? That's a, something I always ask myself when it relates to, to stress.
0: In such a stressful environment, morning and evening routines have incredible influence over an individual's well-being. A mindful evening routine following a stressful workday can help one bounce back. Ted's Will Nourish highlights the importance of exercise and communicating with mental health professionals, as well as those close to him. I
3: do feel that pressure. I feel it in many shapes and forms, and I do take preventative measures as much as possible. So that includes you know, investing in my physical health via exercise, I exercise every morning, to having a weekly session with my therapist, Gabby, who I actually was on the phone to 10 till 11 during working hours. It's important for me to operate at my EP. And all of these things help me hugely, but they're personal
2: to everyone.
1: Lucas agrees that physical exercise is important for managing both the high-pressure environment of private equity, as well as the responsibilities of having a young family.
2: Having two kids, the mornings can be a bit stressful. <laughs> uh, I won't lie. And having that opportunity to do that helps me focus during the day. And I actually do the same in my lunch break. I go for a walk. The days when I go to the office, I bike to work for the exact same reasons to get some fresh air and be fit for the fights at the office. And also when then returning home also helps me to leave the work at work and really focus on my family when I am home. And of course, when the kids are then at sleep, I often log on again and uh, complete the tasks that I wasn't able to finish during time at the office. You know, on the days where it's been particularly stressful, I do try to fit in some sports in addition to the bike ride home. Uh, I mean, I often do that then when the kids have gone to sleep, then I go for a run. I actually invested in a lot of uh, training equipment also to stay fit and lift some weights at, at home. When you do that, I mean, you're just focused on getting your mind set to do sports. Fresh air is also so important for me. And I also feel very fortunate I live in Zurich in the city, but I basically have a very big forest in the backyard. So I can go for a walk. And I once read an article about the Japanese, uh, they do forest bathing. I mean, when you go for a walk in the forest, you just feel so grounded.
0: Tisbal Norish also emphasizes the importance of communication, whether that be in a professional or personal setting.
3: I'm a big advocate for communication, whether it's speaking to my therapist, speaking to my wife, speaking to my friends, or even speaking to my colleagues. I tend to over-communicate and that works for me. But I do think communication is important no matter who you are. Suffering in silence and and in isolation can be really, really harmful and tough.
1: When working in such a high-pressure environment, it's important not to take too much on. Lucas encourages those who are struggling to seek advice and ask for help from their colleagues when they need it. She also discusses how the concept of flexible working made her life easier as a working mother.
2: I would definitely say don't be afraid to say no if your schedule is already full. No need to take on extra projects, extra tasks, and people shouldn't be afraid of doing so. Private equity is a people's business. In all the teams that I know, strong teams, always willing to help. So reach out for that help if needed. I feel extremely fortunate that I have a very strong team and also being part of Schroders as a group. Uh, Schroders as a firm, I would say, is miles ahead compared to the PE industry. And that's because we really focus on mental health and well-being, so not only fixing when something already went wrong. I mean, you don't necessarily have to perform at 110% all the time. And uh, knowing that you can reach out if there is anything really helps. And also what I would say, looking at the industry more broadly, is that we are seeing more women coming into the industry more young parents uh, working in the industry. So a major game changer also for mental health is really having the opportunity to do flexible working. I mean, we did have flexible working long before COVID and as you see, my kids are still very young, so we have had that opportunity all the time. And what we also saw during the pandemic is that performance did not decrease.
0: Mindset is key, says will Norrish. He stresses that a consistent routine is vital to prepare for the unexpected.
3: So on day-to-day management, I really think mindset is super important. You've got to be self-aware and be prepared to intervene. I like the word VUCA, which represents volatility, uncertainty, complexity and ambiguity. Controlling the controllable can be really challenging. So simple routines or rituals help me make my life more manageable it's kind of what athletes live by I'm absolutely the opposite of an athlete but they live by training diet and rest and something you can control almost entirely is your morning routine before you actually leave the house you can make it personal you can prepare the night before you can do it in the morning there's all sorts of different things but self-discipline I think is important no matter who you are
1: Business and Community estimates that forty one percent of employees in private equity have experienced mental health symptoms caused or made worse by work over the past year. Despite this, Tizbal Nourish argues that the industry is starting to offer more support to struggling individuals, even if it is at a slower pace.
3: I think the industry is getting better, not perfect, but improving at removing judgment around mental health. Mental health is. As susceptible as a physical health issue. It can be, in fact, more common potentially than physical health issues and just as serious or just as temporary. And so I don't think judgment is healthy. And, and I think the industry is much more accepting of that. And equally, the industry is getting much better at thinking about how to access support. So many more entry points into applications or tech services or similar that I think are really helping progress the industry. But There's still a stigma. Just speaking to my therapist before, I thought I'd use my session wisely and uh, at the end asked her about her views on this stuff. She said one of the biggest trends she's noticed is having more and more men coming and seeing her, And, and particularly also young people. You know, One of my passions for the next generation, how hard is it for young people in a world that's always on, where they come home from a hard day at school and they have 50 different communication means to be accessed, The world is changing and mental health is right at the forefront of a conversation.
0: Lucas believes that creating a comfortable, flexible working environment is the best way to offer support to employees. She adds that it is important for companies to consider external factors that might influence an individual's stress levels.
2: What is key to increase the focus on on mental health is really putting in place support systems, making sure that when people are under pressure, they have someone to contact. But again, it shouldn't be about fixing the problem when there already is a problem. You should make sure that your employees are not impacted by this, that they can thrive in a high performing environment. For me, key is is definitely introducing flexible working and for millennials in particular, this is a very important point. I just want to highlight being where I sit personally, a young private equity professional with kids, the focus on retaining women in the industry is so important for young parents in, in general. So we do expect there to be a focus on people dealing with other challenges that than only work. And PE firms should be very much aware of that, that uh, it's not only what happens at work that impacts their well-being.
1: Instead of being just an afterthought, Tidswell Norrish argues that mental health should be a top priority for firms, especially if they are looking to retain staff.
3: Companies have to continue to create multiple entry points for mental health, and that comes in so many different forms. It comes in The form of mental health first aiders, human resources, um, your line manager, your buddy, your benefits package. You have to go to where people are. You have to meet people where they need it uh, rather than it kind of be traveling in mystery. And then that final point is dignity. Um, We have to maintain at all times discretion and privacy and dignity in the workplace. I think it's a really important part of progressing this conversation to where it needs to go. This is a team sport, guys. Life is all about doing it together um, as a community, and your company as a community. So I think it's it's about being there for others to to move it forwards, and really also thinking as fortunate and privileged people how we can support not just those around you, but the generations coming through the industry, um, and, and make improvements for them.
1: That again was Sam tidswell Norrish from Motive Partners and Tanya Lucas from Schroeder's Capital. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts or at any of PEI Media's various titles online. I'm Evie Ressman.
0: And I'm Mina Tumai. Stay tuned for the second episode of the On the Minds of Millennials series, where we'll be exploring the challenges faced by the LGBTQ plus community in the private equity industry. Thanks for listening.